Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Orange County, California. You're quite goofy sometimes. You know that? For the Living Fearless Devotional. <laughs> um, you can find this and our other content on our other content on resurrectministry.com. Uh, it has all of our past shows. Yes, it does. It has your Fearless Man podcast. What? Has some of the episodes of Remnant Rising from His Glory TV. Nice. And you can find some books and resources, everything you need to meet Jesus where you are. That's our mission, is that we could spread the gospel to all the corners of the earth online so people can meet Christ where they are, no matter whether you have a church in your country or not. Um, the gospel of Jesus Christ is available to you through the power of the internet. Wow. Hello, Carrie News. What's the good news? Nice to see you. We just found out that we should be at the Harvest Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I told you. You tell your friends that their wives should text me. I told you. Uh, you're supposed to put it on my calendar. Wow. That's okay. We're here instead. This is yes. even better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're holding okay. our own ministry. I hope that went well, though. Yes. I'm sure that it did. Uh, some good bands we're playing today. Yeah. Um, we have... Uh, um, a friend who was baptized today, and I definitely want to make sure and talk about um, about how amazing that is. Okay, not the other no. stuff we talked about. Oh no. Okay. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just I, I I just want to talk about a man, you know, making a decision for Christ for his family. That's, yes, that's, amen. And, and I just want to I'll, I'll revisit that, but maybe um, just uh, make sure we visit that before we awesome we, story. We, we leave today. We're reading from Charles Spurgeon. Uh, Hi, Iris. Devotional, morning by morning. Morning by morning, yes. And um, hi, Iris. Nice to see you. I just want to make sure and let people know that do what Iris and Carrie are doing, where they're they're commenting. We need people to comment because it really pushes out the devotional to uh, the audience because it tells the social medias that people are interested in what it is we're doing. And, you know, LinkedIn from Andy talking yesterday, it brought the impressions. It tripled the impressions. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is so awesome. So, yes, that would be great. Hey, Jen. Nice to see you. Glad you're here. Hi, Jen. That is awesome. All right. We are reading again from uh, Morning by Morning, Charles Spurgeon, and uh, it's November 5th. The reference is Isaiah 54, 17 that says, no weapon forged against you will prevail. And he wrote this back in 1860, folks. Charles Spurgeon said, November 5th is a notable date in English history due to two great events of God's deliverance. On this day in 1605, the plot of Guy Fawkes and other Roman Catholics to destroy England's House of Parliament was uncovered and defeated. Well, for our princes, they prepare in caverns burning Deep a burning snare, he shot from heaven a piercing ray, and the dark treachery brought today. <laughs> That's cool. Today is also the anniversary of the landing of William III at Torbay, England, in 1688. He crossed England, gathering support to quash the idea of having Cat Roman Catholics Catholic on the English throne, a Roman Catholic English on the throne, and religious liberty was secured. Thus, Today should be celebrated, not with the wild revelry of pagans, but with the songs of the saints. Our Puritan forefathers were quite devout in making today a special time of thanksgiving. 
In fact, a record of Matthew Henry's sermons preached in celebration of this day still exists. Our Protestant sense and our love of liberty should make us regard this anniversary with holy gratitude. May our hearts and mouths exclaim, we have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers, O God, our fathers have told us what you did in their days, in days long ago. Lord, you have made our nation the home of the gospel, and when the enemy has risen against it, you have shielded it. Help us to offer repeated songs to you for your many works of deliverance. Grant us a greater and greater hatred of anything that is anti-Christ and hasten the day of the extinction of heresies. Amen. Until then and forever, may we believe your promise. No weapon forged against you will prevail. May the heart of everyone who loves the gospel of Jesus be burdened today to plead for the destruction of false doctrines and the advancement of God's truth. 1867, folks. <laughs> and may each of us search for any Roman Catholic planks of self-righteousness, doctrines of works-based salvation that may be concealed within our hearts and remove them at once. Should we go right into Jim's yeah. uh, reading here? Uh, Jim Ryman, who's the editor uh, of the, the modern version of Morning by Morning, says, In the nearly 150 years since Spurgeon wrote these devotions, much has changed. In fact, within 22 years of their publication on October 28, 1887, Spurgeon withdrew from the Baptist Union over what was known as the downgrade controversy. He wrote in The Sword and the Trowel, regarding many pastors and their preaching. Natural theology frequently took the place that the great truths of the gospel ought to have held, and the sermons became more and more Christless. Corresponding results in the character and life, first of the preachers and then of the people, were only too plainly apparent. Pastors were questioning the authority of scripture, and Spurgeon declared war on this heresy. And like Paul, he reached God's inspired word in its simplicity. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. May we take a stand for God's truth. Wow, what a what a mixed bag of stuff here yes. that uh, relates to exactly what's happening today. It just never stops. It never stops. <laughs> and God always raises a remnant that stands for his word. Wow. Hi, Michael. Nice to see you, Michael. What do you think? What so, do you want to attack first? Uh, I. So, we, this is our prayer, right? Lord, you've made us a nation of the home of the gospel, and the enemy has risen against it, and you have shielded it. Mm -hmm. But um, has, will he continue to shield it? I think that's the big question that's what i'm writing my article on uh this week that we have to stand for the gospel because god is counting we're not attached to the outcome that's irrelevant to us but we want to stand and be counted so that god knows who's willing to sacrifice for the gospel and for the truth of the gospel as it is not a watered-down version of the gospel, not a Christless gospel, and not a fake gospel and false doctrine that we have to be
be committed to the way God preached his word, whether it's about marriage or it's about homosexuality or um, any other forms of debauchery, sexual immorality. I was struck by, I was listening to Cash Patel. So whatever you think of him, the guy is a very credible, you know, prosecutor, was a, def- uh, was a public defender, long history in, in, in the law. And just the facts that he laid out about top officials in our government and law enforcement, an agency that's very dear to my heart as the FBI, outright lying. People outright lying. And it's, and God hates liars, you know, and to, to be entrusted with our government and the freedoms that we so cherish to be abused by people that have the ability to take people's life and liberty away is, is a very sad state of affairs. Mm. So if we think God's not concerned about that, we're, we're wrong because God has to be concerned about people unjustly taking the rights and liberties of other people away under the auspices of, you know, trying to do something they thought was necessary, like conspiring to create this whole fiasco um, in order to prevent an outcome they didn't want to have happen, which was, you know, Trump becoming president. And I'm not so concerned about what we think about Trump as a person and all that. That's highly debatable. But the issue is using our country that is founded by God, that was made free by God, by Bible-believing Christians, um, has come to this. And understood the importance of having God in everything that uh, is responsible, our Constitution. Yes, Um, the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights. The Declaration of Independence. Which is the writings, which is the the governance of of our country. Right. That, that, that that's actually being removed. Right. Wow. I think it also speaks to the importance of Christians um, paying attention to what, of what is being spoken uh, by the pastors, the leadership of the church, paying attention because they could be on target, like with Spurgeon point where well, actually Ryman points out that Spurgeon was right along with what was happening, the goodness of what was happening. And then when it changed, he took a stand and said, wait a minute, you've gone off the rails. Right. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't afraid to speak up. You know, I was with you until you started to do this. And now that's wrong. And, and didn't compromise because, you know, what? I've been with this church for 20 years. And, you know, even though they're, they're saying things right now I don't agree with, I'm going to continue just because what am I going to do? Change churches? lazy yeah <laughs> what am i going to do speak up yeah um it, it's important it's not you shouldn't just continue with something on in the world because you become comfortable in the world right that your your uh devotion should be to god and god's word and it's just like everything else where you're like oh you know i don't want to fight this whole agenda in the schools because right. oh, what am i and who's gonna you know i'm not gonna make a difference and it's not that big of a deal my kid's not really affected oh i don't even have kids whatever the excuse is to not take a stand mm-hmm. you know and we just we we take a stand for the gospel because god expects us to take a stand for his gospel for his Bible, for his truth. Right. 
And oh, what he did to generations past that did not stand for it. You know, whether it's the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, whether it's the repeated destruction of the of the Israelites, it was God gives respite. He gives it and he gives it. And, you know, he is long suffering. Uh, but at some point, wrath comes. Hmm. This may be over an overused analogy, but it's 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 like a cancer, like a, maybe like even a skin cancer that you see no, the no spot more. and you go, you know what, I'll, I'll get to that later. You know, it's not that big of a deal. I'll just I'll put a bandaid on it and then you just keep ignoring it and keep ignoring it, thinking that it's just going to go away, maybe miraculously go away. You'll just well, it's hold. not that consequential. It's not that consequential. It's just one cancer dot. Yeah. And so meanwhile, it's poisoning the entire body. Right. And then pretty soon. You're dead. <laughs> what, what if you just would have like, okay, I got to take a stand now. I get, let's, let's, let's take care of this now. Yeah. We're, as much we're as already at stage four at this point, folks. <laughs> That's what happened to our schools. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to our schools. We just, as parents, we just thought that, you know, it was going to be okay. That this is just a, you know, a little thing that we're going to let, we'll let them have these little things that they want to have, you know, uh, you know, non-gender bathrooms or, you know, change the score so that more people can, more kids can, can make it through. That sounds like it's nice <laughs> that, that we can just keep lowering scores until essentially education is not happening. All right. But they should take our money still for our taxes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, look at, uh, we have our new YouTube watcher uh, awesome. live. Pirate Polywana. Pirate Polywana. Hey there, watching YouTube videos, first time catching you live. Oh, awesome. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Yes, tell us a little bit more about yourself, if you would. That would be awesome, if you don't mind where you're watching from, where your walk is, that kind of thing. And Carrie says, I don't know how people who question scripture still say they were they are believers. Well, that's the question. If um, the stone falls, if the seed falls on thorns and is choked out by the world, is there really even a seed planted there? Yep. And some people want to believe in what it is that they feel comfortable with. They don't like the things that make them uncomfortable. Right. Like that there's two genders. And then marriage between a man and a woman. You know, because maybe in their family they have a, a brother or sister or, or somebody who's, you know, struggling with their gender. And that doesn't... And that, I think, is affecting a wide swath of families, you know? Um, and so, but that doesn't mean we compromise the truth. We basically tell that family member, listen, I, I just, I don't accept this. This is just not what I believe God wants for you. Mm. And, um, but we can still love them, yeah. but we don't change God's truth as a consequence of it and be like, you know what? I actually think maybe God didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what? Well, it, 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 that was important then. Right. It's not important today. That's quite often the, uh, the argument people have, but mm -hmm. we see how, this uh, devotional that was written a couple hundred years ago or hundred years ago um, is, is relevant today. Yeah. That it, it continues to be relevant. It continues to prove itself correct, uh, prophesying what it is that's going to be happening in the future. It's constant in the Bible. And, uh, and so it's human nature. <laughs> yeah. So Iris says the pastors who keep quiet about the attack on our children and the unborn, especially in California is appalling. Mm. Yeah, we would agree. We definitely agree. Do you remember any of those numbers that uh, uh, I wrote an Pastor Cork uh, talked about? How many well, churches I mean, I, have closed? And 
I know, I don't remember the number of churches that closed, but I know like America used to call itself 83% Christian, but that would profess Christian and it's gone down to 62 or 63% now. Um, 50%, I think he said, uh, don't, um, other churches, was it there are 50% that don't go? Sorry, I don't remember uh, how many uh, closed after COVID. There's thousands. Yeah. Of churches. Um, did you read that one yet? Uh, Americans have become so weak, living in plenty on the backs of those who sacrificed in mm. God's grace. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. And Polly's from Washington State. I'm stuck where Andy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm stuck where Andy was, kind of like living a Christian life, but not really filled with the spirit. Sigh. Yeah. It'll come. <laughs> well, yeah, you just got to jump on the horse. <laughs> God willing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and actually, that's a, this is a good point to enter mm. about our friend, because oh. um, so we have a friend that got baptized tonight, and he's a little bit younger than us, probably mid forties, maybe. Barely younger than me. Right, barely younger than <laughs> Andy. And he's basically. Accepted. We didn't. We didn't know he was going to be baptized. There just happened to be a baptism tonight, yes. an event, and then we see him walking up. Yes, and so he's been Christian about six weeks and um, has wreaked havoc in his life, uh, meanwhile, and is trying to turn it around, trying to turn it around for his wife and for his kids. And it's truly a struggle. Not only is, you know, the mental and emotional connection to whatever abuses he was committing are still a fight, but uh, just fighting the perception of who he is, you know, feeling like a new man, wanting to walk as a new man, but everybody reminding him that he's the old man mm -hmm. and how difficult of a struggle that is to want to be better and want to draw closer, but thinking that other people um, hold you back. And we should never think that. We should never think that because this is about a personal walk with Jesus. And even if others don't recognize that new man or woman, um, God does. God gave it to us. And so we should always remember that that victory belongs to us. And what I thought was important and what I wanted to talk about is that he did it not alone. Uh, he, he, his wife was there and his two children were there and witnessed his commitment, which now has been done in front of the world. And that's what's great about, you know, have this act, whether you walk forward at an altar call or actually um, get dunked in the water in your clothes in front of everybody, that he do it in, in showing that, listen, this, I'm making this commitment and I'm doing it in front of everybody. And it, it, it's, it's going to... Because it's somewhat embarrassing to get out soaking yeah. wet in front of you know, a church filled with people. Yes. Yeah. But it is a way of holding yourself accountable by doing it publicly yes. so that you continue to take those steps. Because now, as his friends, his new friends... That will say, how are you doing on that walk yeah. that you committed to, that we saw you make a commitment to? And it will be. And to support him. And to support him in it. And I think that, that that's so awesome. He had an entire church. The church, I don't think since I've been going after the pandemic, that I've seen it uh, this full uh, on a Saturday night. And, uh, and so there's plenty of people there that saw exactly what he said he was going to commit to. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's pretty awesome. And that the fact that his wife was there, I think, is. And uh, really important because his wife doesn't come with him to uh, where we know him from. Yeah. And his and I mentioned to his mother-in-law, who's probably um, 
pretty jaded about him as well because of whatever his wife's gone through with him. And he admits to what he's put his wife through. Uh, and I told her how we know him. And she was just very pleasantly surprised. She's like, wow, it's really nice to meet you. Like, I just wanted to affirm for him that he is committed and that, you know, he is, we do see him on a regular basis so that they would know that he's not out with his buddies when he says, hey, I'm going to this Bible group, you know? Yep. And one last thing, I don't know if Pirate Paul Iwano needs to hear this or not, but I, um, as I said last night, that the promise has to be made to God too not just do it in a in a way that makes it look like you're doing something because yes. we can put on a mask um but the commitment in your heart in your mind to god that you're sorry for your Repenting. sins and you repent ask for his forgiveness and uh and then allow him to take over yes. uh, from that point on which is hard because we keep trying to take control back and you will continue to take control back or try to um but uh, hopefully that will be less and less as you go on and um, and you'll stop doing that. You get your hand slapped a couple times pretty Yeah, hard. he's the refiner, <laughs> <laughs> the crushing. But I think those both, you know, I, I think that it's, I think maybe that's what I did. If, uh, you know, uh, Pirate Polly Juan has been listening for a while is that I, I baptized. I walked forward, um, but I didn't repent and ask for forgiveness necessarily. Right. Uh, only when I was in deep trouble, I said, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about this one thing. Please just get me out of it. Not, I'm That's sorry not the for way to a do lifetime. It. Yeah. It's not sitting out. Okay, listen. And at the time when I did, uh, the most recent time, there was really nothing else going on at the time. I had just come to the conclusion, okay, you know, while things are calm, I just want to let you know, God, that I, I realized looking back at my life, all the things that I'd gone through um, were because of me. And uh, up until that point, I had blamed him. <laughs> that's, a, that's the zinger. <laughs> yeah. And God, I was, I was raised a Catholic. I, I baptized over there at Mariner's Church. And I did all these things. And yet you still put me through this crap. And then finally I realized, oh, it, it wasn't God. It was me. Um, but uh, it was during a calm period of time and there's nothing wrong with doing it when you're in peril, yeah. but, uh, I think for me, what was best for me, was that I did it at a time where I, I wasn't desperate and I wasn't, uh, necessarily brought to my knees because at that moment, you know, whatever might've been, You'd refill, was not, filled the yeah, house it was perfectly fine. Yeah. I, filled, I refilled the house with furniture. <laughs> I had a roof over my head. I had gas in the car the air conditioning was going, <laughs> Uh, I had a, a decent amount of money in the bank account. Now it wasn't a negative $500,000. <laughs> well, and I also, for what it's worth, um, encourage people to really sit and pray about what you need to repent from, because I know um, the repentance process is ongoing, but in the first two years um, that I was saved, I repented for a lot of things. I was taken back to my childhood to mm. repent of certain things. I was taken back to break generational curses from family members that engaged in things. I stood in the gap for them too. And I, it felt like, um, like scales being taken off my eyes, the way Paul talked about it. Like I felt with every true repentance came a new um, growth is like this nearness to God. Uh, and it's truly, it's truly a powerful experience to repent and you, nobody needs to witness it, 
Um, though we confess our sins to one another, we shall be um, purified by it. But the majority of your repentance doing just between you and God is, is a very deeply spiritual experience. I had amazing, miraculous experiences. I mean, I was once um, in prayer about, I'm trying to find a, a, a nice way of saying this, um, I, uh, in prayer about certain things I had done physically. And, oh, goodness, he called to my memory so many things that I had done to abuse my own body that I had to repent mm -hmm. from. And he that said, was, oh, that's nothing. Remember uh, when yeah, you did, remember, remember this? Remember when you were 13, remember when you were 16 and, you know, and all of the ways in which I had um, behaved in a sexually immoral fashion. And this is before I'm a Christian, but it doesn't matter. It was a repentance. It was a deliverance. Mm -hmm. The repentance brought deliverance and deliverance does not have to be some spooky thing where people are speaking in tongues over you, even though that's fine too. I've had that too. Um, but repentance and deliverance can happen simply by confessing our sins to the Lord who wipes us um, clean. Mm. That was cool. Uh, Carrie says that um... <laughs> you were in the right place, pirate. <laughs> yes. Pirate ma'am. Uh, Carrie? Help, yes, help until we think we've got it. Mm. And uh, Iris says, I love that God will bring you to the remembrance, something from your past that you need to repent from. Yeah, it was it was a little bit traumatizing at times, but it was extremely freeing at the end because you really, um, and, it's, and he talks about this even on Judgment Day, that, you know, you will call to mind every word that we said and the actions that we took. And can you imagine how how much time that takes for us to run through that. And, and I've literally experienced running through days and days and years and years with the Lord in prayer as he brought these to my recollection. And it was a, it was a powerful experience. Mm. And Carrie says, yes, repentance was shockingly time consuming as I thought I was a run of the mill, boring dinner. <laughs> sinner, sinner. Yeah, Dinner. right. And then you realize, wow, I've actually been kind of wretched. <laughs> at first, I thought she meant that her repentance occurred at a dinner. <laughs> no. <laughs> I get it. Uh, there's the correction. Um, gosh, so much stuff is running through my head with other uh, and another. I'm trying to figure out how we can talk about it without saying so much. But there's uh, someone we know who on the surface appeared to be a pretty mild mannered person. And then, as we've learned more about them, that they not only were a little bit more of a tyrant, that they continue to be a tyrant. <laughs> yes. It, I, I, I wonder. That it's constantly repenting over it, yes. too. And that's a, that's a little yes. strange. I, I, can, I don't know what to make of that, is to... To be a very spirit-filled believer, to constantly be repenting over, you know, anger, temper issues, but to constantly be bound by it. Like, what is causing the inability of deliverance in and, that situation? And I have no problem telling it publicly what they did, like within. No, like, because they could be listening. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. What my I guess my question is is going to be or is is that when you see. Like right now, I see how God 
how God working in my life the way he works now, because, because now I'm, I'm, I've removed most of my old self away. <laughs> how glory, how much more glorious life is when I do that. Then I guess that's kind of the question to the Jews, you know, that weren't happy with their manna. manna. <laughs> Where's the garlic and onions? <laughs> they constantly go, ah, okay. Oh, about those, those miracles were, you know, two days ago. Old, old news. Old news. That what is it that makes that happen? I mean, are just is it just our sinful nature? Is that all it is? That we we can go back to the we we know the difference. I know how my life yes. is different now, which is way more glorious. Um I'm not, I don't wake up with a hangover uh, to, um, I worry less about things um, to, I don't know, I can go on with a whole list of things, but yet it, I, I guess it is possible if I allowed the old man to come back that I could quickly go back to the, to, to the time where it's not comfortable. Well, it's kind of like people who take uh, psychotropic, uh, psychiatric medicine who are like, I don't need these anymore. I feel great. Like, wait, hold on. You feel great because of the medicine. So it's just the same mm. in walking with Jesus. We're like, I, I'm fine. I don't have to keep this restraint on myself because I'm over it. I'm, I'm free of it. You know, so sometimes that's how the devil catches us is that's how he catches a toe, you know, and then pulls the rest of the body by letting us do little small things that we're like, wait, well, I'm totally fine with this. You know, whether it's involving the opposite sex or in substances or whatever, anger, outbursts of anger, cussing, even like little, little things of behavioral things mm. that if we revert, even for a small step, we see that that could lead to a slippery slope of taking us back to that old person. I think it really comes down to maintaining the discipline of being in God's word, that, that that's where you'll begin to slip because you're not constantly reading God's word and and trying always moving towards learning something new true that if you begin to slip on that um that practice of waking up and listening to gospel music you know reading the the bible yeah getting into a devotional sharing like you and i do uh moments with god talking about what god has done for us today or having a god moment or whatever that we that's that's become well, it's making Jesus the Lord of the house. Yeah. That is, that that's the part that can be easy. That you can go, you know, I don't need to participate in that today. <laughs> and then the next day, and then the next day. It's like exercise, you know? Yes. You get, you get uh, discipline. You get flabby. Discipline. <laughs> hmm. So interesting. Interesting talk there. Uh, Iris says. I think that sometimes we don't realize things we've done until God brings them to our attention. Well, for me, Iris, it was more like trying to forget the things I've done because they were clearly bad. And I would have known in whatever religion I was in, they were bad. Um, but you just suppress memories because you just don't want to remember that you did that. Mm. Um, that's what it was for me. And then Carrie says, I asked myself, oh, no, why are you doing that again? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll have those moments, too. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And Cindy's back on our friend. Hello, Cindy. Uh, sounds like brokenness and strongholds that the person puts down but doesn't let go of. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't. I don't get how you get prayed over, over and over again for deliverance, and you repent and you do things, and then like they're just they're kind of bad. Uh, they're kind of bad, repeated, repeated, repeated patterns. And I almost think 
um, Cindy, that it, they're not only strongholds, but that they're like a crutch where you, you almost take advantage of this process of repentance where you're like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to scream and I'm going to repent. You know, I'm going to be abusive and then I'm going to repent. You know, almost like an abusive mm -hmm. spouse that just, you know, keeps saying, oh, she'll forgive me because I'll just say I'm sorry. Um, so I think that there can also be a weird pattern of thinking you can keep going to God and repenting. So you just keep engaging in the behavior. But they have the ability to not do it because we've never, we've never seen it. <laughs> right. I mean, surely, <laughs> surely something could cause that behavior to come out. But when, when you can see that the person has the ability to not do it, then not do it in those other situations. That That's an hour out of the week or mm -hmm. a couple hours out of the week, you know? No, there's many people, we all struggle with certain things that don't, that the public does not see. <laughs> uh, huh. okay. Interesting, interesting Cindy. thoughts. You have to own the new man as who we are now. You have to learn who you are now. Yeah, so true. Michael says. Thank you, God, for his grace. Amen. Mm. Yes, you got to learn the triggers that cause you to sin. Yeah, I'm really big on that. Like, I try very hard not to put myself in the situation that will create the triggers that would cause me to sin. I find that to be the most effective way. Uh, a lot of people like to surround themselves with similar habits and keep fighting the urge to do them. But um, I find it easier if you just cut out the the pathway. Mm. Yeah. Um, sorry, my mind was going to some of these discussions here. First of all, I want to say Cindy uh, sent uh, the link to her uh, Facebook I've, I've joined. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Nice. I watched of, the beginning of it. I only saw yeah. the worship part, which was very sweet. <laughs> yeah. I didn't so get nice, to hear her preaching it. It's like a nice little church. Yeah. I, I like that. It actually made me smile about how, like, I quaint is a weird word. I've never, I don't know if I've ever used quaint in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to, to watching more. Yes. It was pretty cool. I love it. Great job, Cindy. Really uh, proud that you have, have decided to watch us and be a part of our life. It's so cool in our uh, live streams. Yeah. Um, uh, the scripture. Yes. And uh, Carrie says, oh. when we don't trust God moment by moment, especially when we're stressed. Yes, that's definitely stress is a big trigger. As my eyeball is now testifying to. <laughs> Bono. Uh, Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Because mm. we have no righteousness of our own. That's the trust factor. Psalm 44, 1, we have heard it with our ears, O God. Our ancestors have told us what you did in their days, in the days long ago. <laughs> Reminding us of God's goodness. That's what the Bible, it's another wonderful thing that the Bible does, is showing how God redeems, restores um, his loved children. Yeah. Even when they fall, even when they sin. <laughs> And even though they have history to show what happens when you when you do certain things, when you when you see that socialism doesn't work, <laughs> yet you're trying to take make the United States a socialist country. 
it's a, it's a whack. It, it, it's just wacky. I, I just look at how stupid we are as human beings. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, quite true. I shouldn't use stupid, but that's all I have. Sinful we are. Yeah, how about that? Cindy says. But yes, bad patterns of behavior. Sometimes a person can't sustain the new better behaviors if it's in their own strength. We have to let God help us. Oh, amen. I don't mm. think any of us can maintain anything uh, in our own strength as we read in the scripture yesterday. You know, I will boast of my weakness all the more for when I am weak, I am strong. It is God's righteousness that makes us strong. His power is made perfect in our weakness. But there's just, um, <laughs> she says, thank you. Yep, we be quaint. <laughs> it is, uh, Pastor Jack uh, once went through this litany of um, things that we do that could lead to patterns of sin. And one of them, he said, was, uh, kind of doing the thing you've described, which is just hanging out with church people as a way of avoiding what's going on at home. Uh, that just that even things that we think are good can be misused to justify behavior. So that's what I'm thinking is, you know, you keep thinking about if a person keeps talking the talk and thinking the thoughts and yet doesn't change the behavioral patterns, like knows that God is in him, but doesn't really believe it, I guess. That's how the stronghold just keeps repeating itself. Because mm. our friend doesn't seem to believe that he's really changed. Probably because he keeps seeing the same patterns. Mm. And how do you ultimately believe that? You know, that's something in the disconnect with the relationship with God, because... Once you do believe it and you allow yourself to surrender to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit should be restraining us more times than not. And as Pastor Jack says, if you do end up sinning, you feel really bad about it. You don't love sin like you used to <laughs> before the Holy Spirit. I think always, uh, and for women, uh, women are maybe the same thing, but for, for men, I think that there's always the struggle between who it is that's in control. Yeah. And we we don't like not having control. And it's hard to even hand it over to God. Yeah. Uh, and, and also we like somebody to blame. And so when something's going wrong, we want to blame God, like I, I mentioned before. But when things begin to go well and and it's because you've repented and you've asked for forgiveness and you and you've accepted Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior and you're in the in the word of God, things will be better. Even though things are like storming around you, things are better because you're with God. But then, then let's just say actually you have prosperity or you have gifts that are given to you, not just the gift of speaking or gift of teaching, but a, you know, a gift of a roof over your head that you can't take credit for it. <laughs> right. I, I think that that's kind of the thing that we always we often forget as, as men is that we go, oh, look what I did. I was able to get us back into a house. I was able to get a, a, an amazing job because of my skill. Right. It's so quick. We're easy. It's so quickly we can go back to this idea that it's all because of us. When we just earlier 
realized that we cannot do nothing in our own strength. Yeah. It's only because of God. It's only because God do, uh, uh, dwells in us that we were able to make some of these changes. And yet, when those moments happen where we do see something good happen in our life, we go, oh, man, I'm, I'm amazing. I'm an amazing guy. So then we get back into ourselves. We forget about God. And then we're easily um, uh, uh, you know, yeah. angered um, because, again, so we're, now we're back into our own skin. Well, because even we have to realize that even the gifts that he gives us, intellect, skill, expertise, mm. the ability to use them and to manifest them is from him. Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, it, because he so easily can tie our tongue. Yep. You know what I mean? So that all of that knowledge becomes murky in mm -hmm. your head. You know what I mean? It's uh, it, even something like that, an expertise that, you know, we have done, you and I both have, you know, done things that we should, that when called upon to do it, could probably do it in our sleep. But even that is a gift of God because he takes that away from a lot of people as well. Yeah. You know, so... It's it's just something that we because always have to keep in mind. Both of us, we have these skills that we've learned that we could use them for evil. Yes. <laughs> but but God. But God. Well, good talk, Schnooks. Good talk. Good talk, Schnooks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, our friends. Thank you for engaging. <laughs> Thank you for being being witness to this uh, discussion that we have between us each other. But these um we love that you guys comment. We love that you uh, help us uh, along the along the path with questions and encouragement and uh, and your own testimonies of what's happened with you guys. Yes. Cindy says, here's a good one. I kept going from one abusive situation to the next. And if no one was there to abuse me, I would beat myself up in my uh, own head. I had to stop and spend time with God, learning I was a child of God, his princess. Oh, yes. I've said that to myself. It took three years of focusing on a relationship with God and then knowing who I was in Christ made me do and change. And I was delivered from that pattern. Wow. Amen. I try to tell that God Cindy, bless you, Cindy to women who are still in these patterns. And I, I tell them that exact thing. I said, you have to know that God, you are his daughter. You are his prized possession. He doesn't want anyone treating you that way. And if you don't believe that, then you just let people continue to treat you that way and you just keep getting into these abusive patterns. I had the same issue. And mm. I think so many women have that issue. I always admired women that don't, mm. you know, that from, you know, from the get-go were like, oh, I, I, I'm not going to date that guy. He's so rude. And they just walk away, you know, but I'm like, oh, that's so intriguing. I wonder why he's rude. You know, it's just like, these nonsensical patterns that we do mm. um, because we describe it to our, the enemy has us describe it. Oh, that's a challenge. Or, oh, that's interesting. Oh, but there's this quality or there's that quality. Just constantly getting us in these abusive patterns. It's just terrible. Yeah. And then of course, Cindy, you probably know this. It's not, it's not an unusual thing as a police officer going to domestic violence calls nightly. Um, you'd be addresses your car would just drive to because you've been there so often and you just say, come on, you, you know, this guy's not good for you. Why do you continue to have him uh, bite him back in your house? Like, and, 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 and as, and these are even women that are not dependent on no. him necessarily because those patterns we know are sometimes people are stuck financially. And it spans all um, races, races and, and uh, financial. You could be uh, rich. You could be poor and it, it doesn't matter. It's there's, 
there was this repeated um, pattern. I hate to use that word because we've used it multiple times here. But this is a repeated pattern that they can't seem to get out of. They keep, oh, he's going to change. He's going to get better. Then they get out of that relationship and we go to the same address, but it's a different dude. Yeah. I go, wait, what? You finally got rid of, 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 of Jack. You know, it was Sam. <laughs> Sam. And now you're, now this is Peter. <laughs> I don't, not that Peter, a different Peter. Um, and he's just like, wow. But and then I became a sex crimes detective where now I was getting the reports and now having to talk to them. So as a police officer on the street, you're talking to them when it happens. And as a detective, you're now interviewing them after the guy's been arrested. And now they're making excuses for him to get him out of jail. Uh, it was, I'm the one who did it. Uh, it's my fault that he smacked me in the face and stabbed me three times. It's my, what, what are you doing? Terrible. So I don't, I, I just, I just want to make sure that uh, that's addressed too, that this is uh, something that is very uh, prolific. Is that the right word? Prevalent. In, prevalent um, in the world and has been for many, many years, hundreds of years, probably. Uh, go ahead. And then Iris says, don't forget tonight, set your clock back an hour. And on Tuesday, take your country back. Amen. <laughs> See, I kind of said the same thing and you questioned me. Well, she used she, more she's words. She's more articulate. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you only have a few words to use in those little things. On um, Facebook? Yes. Oh. Yeah, when you use the little, when you use the background. Yeah, it'll you're limited. the text. No, but then you're, you're, you're limited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I understood Iris. <laughs> she used an appropriate number of adjectives and adverbs to make it clear. And and uh, what are those conjunctions? Conjunction, yes. junction, what's your function? Uh, amen, Iris. Yes. Yes. We've got to take it back. Please, please, God. God, God grant us respite. <laughs> God, hear our prayers, hear our call. Oh my gosh. And just remember, uh, I was talking uh, to this to about this to Hedy earlier is that, you know, we're running out of diesel. Um, none of these things of course happen overnight. Once, uh, hopefully we make some wise decisions on who to elect that many of these things will get worse before they get better. And I, I know what's going to happen is because it is going to get worse no matter what happens on Tuesday. Um, that if uh, if there is a red wave, they'll then say, well, look, let's see what happened. You elected all you these Republicans, and now look, it's getting worse. Now, it was going to get worse no matter what, because it doesn't happen that quickly. There's got to be legislation, there's got to be voted on, and there's a whole bunch of things that have to happen. So, And the legislation may not pass because if they don't win both houses, and even yeah. if they win both houses, he has a veto power. Yeah, he has veto power. <laughs> but we have to stop it. We have to do something. We just can't sit here and go, oh, well, it's just... It's going to be bad anyway. No, you, you got to take a stand as God asks us to do. Regardless of whether we win politically, um, we will win in heaven. Yes, in we win way. spiritually. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You're, you're, you know, we're, we just got to take a stand. Go to vote. You must vote. Show up in person. Cindy says. I still thought Conjunction Junction was singing in my head when you said that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody in our age age bracket that can hear the word conjunction and not think of the song. I feel so bad that our children don't have that same memory. All of those, I'm just a bill sitting on Capitol Hill. <laughs> so, so tragic. Uh, all of them are starting to go through yeah. my head. I got to stop or else I'll start singing them all. Um, and one last thing. From We're depleting so many resources. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to be in trouble for a little while. 
it's going to take it's going to take a couple of years before we can get right this ship i think yeah but definitely. uh but we'll be praying every day we have god and um and this is what he said would happen yes we're, we're, we're right we're, on target we're right on target exactly the way it's supposed to be happening all right anything else Chinooks? that's you want, it you want to tell them about the edify app how about we play that little video oh what we haven't yeah. played the video in a while here we go here's our, our edify app. this podcast is part of the edify podcast network Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, my friends. We love you guys. God bless. Oh, there's one more comment. I can't. I can't. Conjunction, junction. What's <laughs> your function? Okay. All right. We got to go. No more singing. Chinooks. Whoa. Good night and happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Sunday. See you tomorrow. Bye. Maybe. Maybe. Tomorrow? Okay. Goodbye. We love you. Bye.